This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hi, everyone. This is Becky Robinson, and I'm back with my colleague, Christy Kirk, for another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast, where we encourage you to take action to get as much exposure for your books as you can. How are you doing today, Christy? I'm doing great, Becky. How about you? Doing well. And I'm excited about this month. We decided that we would do a deeper dive on this topic of network mobilization. We did have an earlier episode about network mobilization, but there are so many aspects that we want to make sure that authors are thinking about. And this is really one of those areas that authors can be thinking about long before the book comes out. And the authors that we've worked with who are the most successful are those ones who have purposefully cultivated collaborative networks so that they can both give help and receive help when they need it. And one of my favorite things to think about always is being generous and giving to others before you need help yourself. And just a quick shout out to Team Buzz Builder. Team Buzz Builder is a network of influencers and bloggers who help with our book launches. Many of those people later go on to write books. And I think it's such an amazing example that along the way, they're learning from being a part of launch teams, they're contributing to other authors and their success. And likely when their books come out, they can get some support and help from those authors that they've been so generous to. Yeah, it's really a powerful community and it makes a difference for our book launches. Absolutely. It sure does. So we're going to dive in today and we're going to talk about the importance of follow-up when you're thinking about network mobilization. And I know, Christy, that you're in the weeds with this with a client right now whose book is coming out at the end of September. So let's use that client as a mental model as we talk about the importance of follow-up. So on the previous episode, in case you missed it, we did talk about the importance of identifying the people in your network who can help with your book launch and in a systematic way, reaching out to them with specific and relevant asks, ways that they can contribute to your book marketing. So obviously, that's just an important first step. What happens after that initial outreach? It's really important, one, to record the responses that you get. Many people will respond and tell you how excited they are for your book. Others will say, I can do this thing, or let me know how I can help. And it's important to record those responses because some of them, you're going to follow up with them and you're going to give them a personal message and it needs to address what they've said to you. So if they've said, oh, I might be interested in buying buys for a course I teach, well, then certainly you want to make sure you follow up with the information and with ways they can bulk purchase the book. Some of them will say, oh, you get a lot of these replies. Just let me know how I can help. And you need to specifically let them know how you can help. So the next step after you send that first message is to record the replies and then start planning your second message because it is not a one and done outreach. 
So that's really helpful. So before you even begin your network mobilization outreach, it would be really helpful to have a plan of the different times that you will have touch points with the people who are agreeing to help with the launch. When you were talking about that, Christy, it occurred to me that we're making an assumption that most of this communication with people who can help with our book launch is via email. And I just want to mention really quickly that there may be times where it's important to pick up the telephone. When there's someone who is highly influential or a very close connection, it may be more personal, more impactful to have a conversation. And I have seen authors do this. Hey, send an email and request a scheduled appointment to talk for 10 minutes about a way that someone could help. So definitely think about the different methods of communication as you're planning your follow-up. Yeah, I think a phone call when it's someone you know well can make a world of difference, but not just a cold random call. I think the idea that you shared schedule time, you're showing respect for their schedule as well. And I think that's where people get tripped up with network outreach is this worry, this paralyzing fear that they're going to bug people. And I think that's what stops a lot of our clients from doing the network outreach, from being as successful as they could be because they don't want to bug people. So Christy, what recommendations do you have about overcoming that resistance? And we did talk about that some on the previous podcast, but when it comes to follow-up, if I'm an author who has a perception of, hey, I sent one email and I didn't get a response, so they might not be interested. What are some other possibilities that might be out there? our inboxes are exploding with email and there are lots of different filters on inboxes. So there's a good chance they never saw the initial email or they haven't had time to open it yet. So I think this assumption that that one email was absolutely delivered and they neglect, they rejected it and decided not to participate is false. More likely they, they haven't seen it yet, which is why we suggest resending it or sending a second email. Hey, I reached out. I don't know if you saw it. Because you're not bugging people. You're just bringing the topic back to mind. It's very similar to social media. We'll have people say, oh, I don't want to bother people on social media. I don't want to post too much. Not everyone's seeing things. We live in a very fast information society. So the initial assumption should be, oh, they didn't get my first email. It spam filter caught it or it's sitting in their inbox. Let me try again. Well, that's a really... Just changing your thinking. Yeah, that's a really important nuance. You know, I had an exchange with a past client a week and a half or so ago, and he had sent me an email and I responded right away with some specific offers to help him. And I heard nothing. And then I went on vacation. And so I didn't follow up, but it turns out my reply to his initial message went to his spam. So when you're doing this network mobilization, it's a really good idea to check your spam because it's possible that you could be getting responses that you're not seeing. And then always just expect and believe the best. Believe that people do want to help and either the limitations of their email inbox or their schedules is preventing them from responding. And I think a gentle follow-up is not something that's going to offend someone. No, not at all. Now, if you keep sending the same email 10 times, that's excessive. But a gentle, respectful follow-up, it's completely acceptable and necessary. So what are some other ideas, Christy, about ways to keep people engaged if they've agreed to help? We're in the process of moving up to launch. What are some things that we recommend doing to cultivate those ready and willing folks who have volunteered to help us in marketing our books? You really have to keep them excited about the book, informed about milestones, and you have to give them materials 
to allow them to help you. If you ask someone to share about your book on social media, you need to provide copy for them. You need to provide some sample social media copy. You need to provide the graphics that they can share. It's not enough to just say, oh, great. Well, thanks. Please share. You need to give them some directions. If they're going to leave a review, share a link so they can just click that link in your message and go straight to leave a review. We do not recommend sharing sample review copy. I know in the past we've had authors who thought that that would be a good solution to getting more reviews, but we don't suggest you draft sample reviews for people. We want those to be authentic and real, but make it easy so they have the link that goes straight to leaving a review. Give them directions on how to do this, when they can do it. Really make it clear. That's what people need. I don't think people who say they want to help end up choose not to help at some point. What happens is they get overwhelmed or they want to do everything and then they end up doing nothing because they're overwhelmed or they don't know what they're supposed to do or they get distracted. So keeping them informed keeps them from getting distracted, giving them an outline of what you're trying to achieve and what you'd like them to do gives them the plan and materials and don't expect everyone to do everything that will help prevent the overwhelm. Give each person a specific task that responds to what they've agreed to do and where they can have the most impact. That's really helpful. So how about on the author side, Christy, you've talked a little bit about what might prevent someone from helping once they volunteered. On the author side, one of the things that we've seen happen with authors is that they go into their launches with a lot of plans for how to mobilize their networks and they run out of steam. So they may start and then not finish. They may neglect to follow up with the people who have volunteered to help. I know we want to talk a little bit about some of those pitfalls. Yeah, that can be really tough. And I think it's a real pitfall of book launches. Authors go in with all the plans. We've talked about this before, and then face the reality of time, money, energy. And I think network outreach can be the same thing. One thing that I think is energizing about network outreach is when they start getting the replies and they start seeing the activity. I think that has a tendency to get authors excited and maybe spur more responses. But I think it comes down, again, to having a plan knowing what you can achieve, having a very targeted network that you're reaching out to. It doesn't mean every person you've ever met since kindergarten. It means people who have influence, who have a relationship with you, and you think can make some actionable difference for your book. So it's the plan always. I think we always circle back to the strategic plan. That helps, Christy. So as we wrap up today's podcast, we want to let you know about a few resources that can support you with network mobilization, but we also want to let make sure that we're empowering you with some action items that you can take action on with today. So first, a couple of resources. Christy and I have an upcoming webinar about network mobilization, and we will put the date and time and sign up in the show notes for you. We would love to see you live at that webinar and you can ask any questions that you have about the recommendations that we're making about how to effectively mobilize your network to support your book launch. The other thing is we also have a written free ebook that's coming very, very soon that will be something that you can download that will support you as you work to mobilize your network for book marketing. And as always, you're welcome to email me, Becky at weavinginfluence.com or Christy, Christy Kirk at weavinginfluence.com for support with your book marketing efforts. And we would love the chance to explore that with you and see how our team might be able to help. So before we wrap up today, though, we do want to make sure we give you some action items. Christy, will you share those action items with our listeners today? 
Absolutely. Well, first, make sure you have a plan, you follow your plan, but reach out, send follow-up emails and send the resources to keep your network ready, primed, excited, and supported to support your book. Thank them for their efforts. They're really going out of their way to help you. And we mentioned that earlier in the podcast, but definitely thanking people, a beautiful email, a card, a handwritten note in the book you send to them. Those are all lovely ways to thank people. You can also do some sort of surprise and delight if you'd like. We've seen clients do that. I'll mention a current client who has this really cool coffee cup with a little cookie warmer on the cover of his book. And he has surprised and delighted people with that cup. Like it's just a lovely way to thank people and reciprocate when you can help and start helping before you need help. Leave reviews for other authors that you know, share on social media books that you're enjoying and authors that are in your network and are currently launching books and they'll help you. It really is a collaborative network. It's not just what can I get from these people? It's how can we support one another? Fantastic. So we would love to hear about how you are implementing the recommendations of this podcast. And one of the ways you can do that is by leaving a review on your favorite listening app and let us know that the actions that we're recommending are making a difference for you in getting your book into the world. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. If you're looking for hands-on help to market your book, or have a question you'd like to hear me answer here, please email me, becky at weavinginfluence.com. 